Welcome, welcome to the business of personal branding photography. My name is Paula Brennan and I am a veteran photographer of 22 years and I share all the ins and outs with you of what it looks like to be a personal branding photographer in the 2020s. Now today, what I want to share with you is something that I see is becoming more and more difficult in a post-pandemic, a let's call like a tougher environment out there. And what I really want to help you to do is to make it easier and make it easy for your clients to say yes to working with you. Let's be honest. It's been a tough couple of years. I'm at the time of recording. We're in the first, nearing into the second quarter of 2022. And Business life has gotten pretty tough over the last couple of years. The financial world is getting harder. Inflation is going up. We're still sort of got pandemic kind of overload looming. And what I really want to kind of help you to do, as I said, is just make life a little bit easier for your clients because they have got so much to do on their to-do list already. Small businesses have been particularly affected over the last couple of years and as much as a lot of them are transitioning and moving into online businesses, most businesses, quite frankly, are probably really overwhelmed with the whole notion. Remember the days when it just used to be easy to put an ad in the yellow pages and people would search you up and there'd be like five people to search from and the one that looked like I had the biggest and the bestest ad, you'd ring? Like those days are long gone. Like having to be not only the business person but be you know the the the, the person that does the, the does the stuff and the manager of the tasks and be your own accountant and be a marketer all of these things are really weighing heavily on small businesses these days and so what i really believe is that part of giving great experience to your clients is to serve them but to serve them in a way that makes it easier for them not harder Okay, so let's zero in on all the places in your business right now that you could be potentially making it easier for your clients. And let's have a look at the places where maybe it's jarring a little bit and it just becomes too hard. Because let's be honest, right? When things get hard, what happens if a page takes too long to load? You just get out of there, right? So what we want to do is make sure that everything's sort of streamlined and as easy as possible so that the photography, helping to people to show up, content for their businesses, that doesn't become too hard because it's very easy. It's very easy for a small business owner to push getting a photo shoot right down to the bottom of their to-do list, okay? So let's find a way to make it easy to put it that front and center on the top of their to-do list. So let's have a look at places that you probably have operating things that you have operating in your business and let's have a look into where you can make little minor adjustments and improvements to make it a lot easier. So I'm going to start today with your website. I am going to bypass social media because it's a different conversation. I want to talk um, about more like things that you can control sort of a little bit more internally because social media can change very quickly whereas something like your website you have more control over. So let's have a look for a start at your website. Is it clear and easy to understand what you do? 
I cannot tell you how many photographers' pages I've reviewed and I've literally gotten sort of like through two or three or four sections and I just don't understand what they do because the language is not speaking to anybody. It's generic. It's not speaking to an ideal client. You need to make sure if you go back and have a look at your site and if in that top section, so we're talking like the first fold, if it doesn't clearly articulate or if I can't understand who you're for and what you do for them, then you need to revisit this, okay? (laughs) I need you to very clearly state what it is that you do. So if you're a person, it could be personal branding photography for entrepreneurs and creative businesses. Whatever your genre is, if you've got a niche market, be really clear about who you're talking to so that as soon as I arrive there, I can decide if it's for me. Awesome, I'm going to keep scrolling. But if it's not, I'm out of there. And thank you very much. That's totally fine. You haven't wasted their time. Now, another thing I find a lot on people's websites really frustrating, um, and this is a really simple one, and look, I'm going to be honest, I've been guilty of this as well, but sometimes the buttons aren't working, okay? So if you've got buttons on your site that say click here to get some more information and it doesn't click to go to that information, that's it, instantly, too hard, I'm out of there, see you later, okay? And do your buttons link to the right places? Does it make sense? Does the button text correlate to where it's going to? So if you say to me to learn more and you lead me to a form and it reaches a dead end, then is that helping me to learn more? Is there somewhere else that you can lead me to in that moment so that I actually can learn more whilst you have my attention? Because half the battle these days online is getting someone's attention. And if they've landed all the way to your website and then they reach a dead end within a minute, it's a little bit defunct. So I want to challenge you to have a look at all the buttons and the links on your page and see where they're going to lead me to and does it lead me to somewhere that's logical that answers my questions. Now I want to tell you something that happened to me recently. Last week we were in a photo shoot week and my beautiful videographer we were staying on campus with the the customers it was a retreat and she got the C virus I'm not going to name it on here and she woke up in the morning and she was really really sick And we were away. We were three and a half hours away from where we live. And I very quickly had to divert and find a videographer. It was really interesting exercise for me because I Googled, I knew with my type of genre of work that we do with the branding, I knew that I was best placed to just go to a wedding photographer. I knew that they would be, have the capacity to be able to capture what I wanted captured. And it was a weekday. So I thought there was a very high probability that they would be available. And so I went on to this sort of, uh, it was a top 10 list of videographers in the, in the area, in the suburb that I was in or the region. And I went down the list and the first one I got onto her website, got to her phone number, called her, no problem. Um, she wasn't available. So I went to number two, number two, didn't have a phone number. But in the meantime, and so I was looking on their page, I'm like, oh, this is really frustrating. In the meantime, she messaged me and she sent me to this other crowd. So they actually were on this list too. So I went to this other crowd who had been really strongly recommended and I went to their website and they didn't have a phone number either, but I don't care. So here's the thing. I don't really mind if you don't have, uh, decide that having a phone number on your website is not for you. Fine. I think for us as creatives out on shoots and doing things, it doesn't always work. But what I need you to do is make sure on your contact page, it has information on what your contact details and why you've made the decision so that I can understand. Because I searched for buggery online for this 
um, this videographer's phone number and I wasted a lot of time. I flicked out. I went to their Facebook page thinking that they would have it there. Then I flicked over to their Instagram page. Then I kept scrolling back through their website, really frustrated. I was on the bottom, you know, the bottom sections. And then I was going up to the top and I'm going, where is their phone number to contact them? And they just had a contact form, but they didn't have above the contact form that says, we prefer to receive email contact. So please fill out a form. So it was it was a difficult process for me to get to them, if you know what I mean, and I needed to phone them. So make sure that your contact details on your website clearly state <laughs> what's the preferred method for contacting you and just let them know if there isn't something else, okay? So I, I'm just going to say that because I thought, no problem. I, as a business owner, I get it. You don't want to re- receive phone calls. You'd prefer to get emails. Totally get it. But right now I'm an emergency. And I thought if I was driving to a shoot with them and I didn't have their phone number, how would I possibly get in touch with them in emergency? Obviously, I ended up messaging them, DMing them on Instagram and got in touch with them. But it wasn't the contact that I needed in the moment. So I, and I just, I got frustrated looking for the phone number. So yeah, so just make sure that your contact details are easy to find. And when we talk about contacts to a lot of photographers, I can't tell you how many people's and not just photographers, sorry, I'm going to say a lot of my clients in general, when I jump onto their websites, I go, of course, digging deep onto their websites when I'm doing research on them. And when I jump in and I click links for Instagram or da-da-da, and you know, some people have like all the links. They've got like LinkedIn and YouTube and Pinterest and all of them sitting there and some have Tumblr and whatever and, and Twitter. And I'm sitting there looking at all these and none of them link out. They go to like 404 pages or they just go to the platforms and I think, wow, why would you lead me through your whole website and then send me somewhere else? Send me somewhere else that's not you. So if you don't have the links set up, just take them off your site. (laughs) That's all I can say. (laughs) Go back into your site now. I know everybody's going to be going, oh my God, I've got to go check them. Go and check your links, make sure that they all work because the worst thing that you can do if you get traffic to your website is to to, to send them to somebody else's website, okay? You don't want them going off somewhere else. You want them to stay engaged with you and your content. Now, that's it for the website for now. Quick overview. I'm not going to go too deep into too much, but I will sort of touch a little bit here on sales pages. So if we have a look at your sales pages, um, are they leading your clients to a place where they can take action? So I talked a little bit about this before with lead forms where you, you, know, you, you give someone their phone number and email and all of that kind of thing. But what happens after that? <laughs> so you might choose to be able to take someone to straight to a place where they can book a calendar, like into your calendar system and book a call with you. Don't stop the journey there. Can I book directly on your site? Do you have the capacity to be able to take payments or take booking fees? If someone's in the moment with you, if they're sitting there and they're really engaged with your content and they're really, really excited about working with you, is there a way that you can extend that through your sales pages or something so that they can take immediate action and get the ball moving? So I know it's kind of could be a complex system to set up these things depending on the site that you're using, but some, you know, you might just be able to, as I said, get them to book directly into your calendar and, and tentatively book a shoot in. That simple act of taking action is amazing. I'll tell you, I had a client about six months ago and she rang me and she said, because she was in lockdown at the time, And she knew she wanted to work with me, but she said, Paula, I just need you to create an invoice for me so I can start taking action because I know that I need this, but 
today I'm feeling strong about it. Tomorrow I might not be. And so I said, sure, no problem. We set up a payment plan and we can start the payments coming out of your account. I know I can't necessarily work with you right now, but I need to start taking action. Now, I want you to think about that because it's a really, really interesting thing is that people have moments of momentum and they have moments of stagnation. And if they're in momentum and they're on a sales page and they are ready to take action, I want you to have a look at ways that you can make it easy for them to do something and get some sort of commitment from them. Because sometimes if they're just sitting there at night and they're floating through things and then they just fill out a form The next day they might wake up and they'll forget about that and they'll move on with their life and then you might spend the next four weeks sending them emails and nothing ever comes of it because it just goes into their spam box, their junk box, or perhaps they just put it on that, you know, someday maybe email list that we all have. You know that one? You just put it in that box and you go, I'll read that another day because I'm too busy right now. If he or she is sitting there at eight o'clock at night and they're kind of engaged and they've read through some stuff... What is it that you can do to make them have a commitment? (laughs) Put some skin in the game. If you wake up the next day and you've got an appointment scheduled for two, two weeks time that you can have a chat with somebody, you're more likely to take action. You're less likely to forget or to put that on the back burner. So let's just have a look at ways that you can make that process easy. Now I'm going to turn the corner here and I want to start having a little bit of a look at the way that you are presenting your packages this is a big one. This is a big, big, big conversation to have, but I'm going to try and go across it really quickly. I want you to have a look at your packages right now. And I want you to look at how they're laid out. And I want you to read what's written in them. And I want you to assess, are they written in plain language that people, regular people, not photographers, can understand? Because so many of us, and I've done this in the past, speak in photographer speak (laughs) in our marketing language. And your clients aren't necessarily going to relate necessarily to numbers and to pixels or to resolutions or to things like that. Okay. So you know what I'm saying when I say that. What you want to do is try and strip away the photographer speak and you want to try and get it into language that are that is the kind of the, the, the way that your customers communicate to you. So if you're not sure of this, listen to what they say when you're on a call next time because I can guarantee you they won't be sitting there and they won't be talking to you about high-resolution digital files. It's not the way that they speak about it, okay? They'll be t- saying, I want a few photos of myself that I actually like. Do you know, <laughs> be as blatant as that. Now, I want you to also have a look at how they're laid out. So is it easy for them to consume Is it easy for them to compare side by side? Have you got extras or things written on your list of packages that is superfluous? Sometimes adding more in is not better, even though you think more inclusions look better. Um, I personally am the kind of shopper that loves, I love looking at shops that have very few racks. Now that's me. I just don't like the clutter. And I feel particularly if your packages are presented in a PDF or in a web page, that too much clutter, too much scrolling can often get people to scroll past rather than engage. So you've got to be careful of the blocks of content and how they're presenting, particularly when a person looks at it on a phone, is how is that being consumed by them and how easy is it for them to swallow, (laughs) say yes to and nod to. Are you just selling images or are you selling the value and the outcomes as well? 
Is your packages presented with your photos beside it? Can you see visual representations? We are a visual medium. So are you overloaded things with words or is it nicely spaced out with images? Best thing you can do, and sometimes it's hard because the criticism can be difficult to swallow, but the best thing you can do is get your non-photography friends to look at your packages and the way that you're currently presenting them for you. Get your grandma. (laughs) Get someone who, you know, who's not in the lingo of looking at things online and ask them what they perceive and what feels good to them. And you might also want to have a look at an opportunity here is, is there an easy way? Is there a call to action once they're looking at the packages too? Can they book the shoot directly? Can they book online? Can they give you a deposit? Whatever it is, is it it an easy process for them to be able to just go, hell yeah, I want to work with her. Boom, take action. As I said, that is a huge topic, the way that you present your sales online, your packages, your marketing presentation. Um, uh, As I said, I'm just glossing over that today. If you want to dig deeper, maybe we should chat about you coming into breakthrough. We go through this stuff at length. But this, I really want you to have a good look at for yourself so that you can just make sure that today you can make some easy, quick changes because this is the number one place people are going to look at and say yes or no to. Now, the other place that you could have a look at, and I've mentioned and touched on this before, is your actual lead forms. Okay, so I did talk about it when people fill out details and all that kind of stuff, but I can't tell you how many forms that I fill out. I, I'm always like just quickly cop, like you know, going in and testing people's forms because I want to see where it takes me, but a lot of them don't even work. I get, I get 404 messages. I get sort of like buttons that look like they've clicked, but then they get frozen. All sorts of things can happen. And I'm not sure if they got my message and I'm sick of sick of waiting. I might be looking at the wheel of death. And I just, quite frankly, if I wasn't actively researching this client, I would probably bail. <laughs> so I wanted you to make sure that your form works for number one. As I said before, where do the forms lead after they filled out their detail and avoid the dead end. So once you've got my attention, if you can lead me to somewhere else that I can take action. So I have like bombarded you with lots of stuff right now. I am going to take a quick little break. And when I come back, I can't wait to share with you more ways that you can make it super easy to help your clients to say yes. Hi there, my name's Alison and my business is Alison Laquita Photography and I'm located in Melbourne, Australia and I specialise in personal branding photography and it feels really great to be able to say that. Um, You can tell by the the smile on my face and that comes down to um, the fact that I've gone through the program with Paula and she's um, provided all her guidance and support and um, whilst I'm still sort of working on my business I feel like I'm in the game and I'm specialising in personal branding photography which is what I've been working towards for um, 18 months, two years and the best thing about that is just feeling really confident and happy in my business which is um, a long way from where I was two years ago um, before I started working with Paula, but it feels bloody tremendous. <laughs> the best thing about working with Paula is that I got really clear about what it was I wanted to do, who it was I wanted to work with, and how I needed to um, attract them into my world. It meant in a way that I had to actually work on my own personal brand. 
who would have thought? <laughs> um, and now I feel like I've got a really strong um, brand which is out there, um, it's online. But I've also learned from Paula how to create campaigns in, in Facebook, how to do that kind of level of promotional activity, which has um, been really great as well. Um, it's starting to gain momentum, um, which is, you know, fantastic. But most of all, I think I found Paula or she found me at a time that I was at a real crossroads in my business. I wasn't really happy in my business anymore. I knew I still wanted to do photography, but you know, I'd been just running myself ragged doing all types of different photography and, and I knew I needed to niche down and I'd worked out that I really wanted to do um, personal branding photography and I knew kind of the elements that I needed to put in place for my business and to run with that. And Paula was just wonderful, extremely supportive, um, very giving with her time, very giving with her expertise and her experience. Um, just, and I think she uses this term on her website, she really does see the world through marketing goggles. Um, she can just <laughs> take an idea that you may have and just runs with it and suddenly you're there going, oh my gosh, I've got a whole new campaign and promotional activities, let's go. I'm really glad that I found Paula at a time when I really, really needed her. I was at a crossroads with my business, as I said before, but this has been the single best decision I've ever made for my business, but also for me personally, because I've just um, sort of stepped into my confidence as a business owner. I'm so ha happy that I, I took the plunge. I put my trust in Paula. She's, she's delivered on all fronts for me and um, she's, she's given my business life back to me. Now, before the break, I went through with you all about lead forms. And what I want to talk to you about now is what happens after someone sends you a lead form. Now, for a lot of you, I know that doing any kind of automated emails might feel a bit icky. It might be the way that you want to run your business. But if you do use automated emails, or even if you send out one, a personalized email within 24 or 48 hours after somebody sends you an inquiry form, let's have a look at the content of that email. If you've sent me sort of the information, is there a link in that email now that I can book an appointment with you or I can book the shoot in that moment? So is there a next step, a next natural step, or are you just sending me the information and just saying, see ya, off you go, enjoy? What you want to do is try and keep the people engaged. So if you are lucky that they do open this email, you'd be surprised how many people don't. <laughs> I can tell because my email system tells me. There's a lot of people who will fill out the form and not open your next email. Whether it hits spam, whatever, there's a few people that will that will happen with. But if they do open this, what's happening in that email? Do you share your prices? Are you telling them what the next steps are? Are you sharing some of your work? What have you got in that email that's getting them excited and engaged? I'm not going to go too deep into that. I just want to ask you those questions. And then let's have a look at your process after that. So if somebody has given you their email address or if they've given you their phone number, which you should ask for in those web forms, because 
I believe in full service of a client that you need to be giving them a call. That's my belief. Everybody works differently. I think that that's really nice. Some people don't like receiving phone calls. Totally fine too, but there are still a lot of people that love that level of engagement. So if you do get on the phone with them, do you have a sales process for that call? Do you have a process where you walk them through, you educate them about what you do, and then you introduce what you do, and do you help them? Do you help them to take action while they're with you on the phone? Some people are like, what? (laughs) Yes, it's very possible on that initial call to get people to book the shoot, get an appointment. Get it in the, get the book, the shoot booked into your calendar and into theirs. You can get the appointment made, you can take their credit card details, or you can send them an invoice straight away. And done and dusted, you've helped them, you've ticked that off their list, and you guys are in business. And next thing you're planning on working together. Do you have that process set up in your business? And if not, are there steps that you can take now to make that happen in your business? Next thing I want to talk to you about, I guess, really is on coming on from that. If you're taking a credit card or if you're getting a sale, if you're booking in a shoot on the phone, do you have payment options that are easy for you to articulate? So do you have a deposit and a balance or a payment plan? Do you have these figured out for yourself at quick reference? And do you have contingencies in place where you can help them make it easier for your clients to say yes to you on the phone? Now, if you don't understand what I'm talking about here, I encourage you to have a little bit of a deep dive into how you're structuring your offerings for your clients. Some people, it might just be as simple as getting them to pay session fee, and that's totally fine. Usually that's a low ticket item. But if you are selling larger personal branding shoots, you are probably selling in an upfront model. And I encourage you to do that because you're doing so much work. You can see how much work I'm, I'm you know, you're doing so much work in the get the lead up to the shoot. You're giving, investing so much time on the day. I really want to make sure that you are getting paid in advance. <laughs> and so what I want to make sure for you is that you are making it easy for yourself to not only receive money and be open to receive, but for your client to process that in their head as well. Easy numbers, easy to digest. Let's have a little bit of a look now at your sales process afterwards. Obviously, there's a lot of parts of the shoot that I could go through to make it easier for your client, but this particularly was more about making it easier for your clients to say yes in terms of like process and sales. Okay, so that's what I'm focusing on today. So the next part of the process that I want to have a look at is the sales process afterwards. Let's have a look at your overall processes. Are you educating your client along the way about inclusions and pricing? So you need to be making sure that you're really informing them about the expectation to buy photos if you're doing a pre-session fee and not selling afterwards. Are you educating them or planting the seeds that they could upgrade or buy more afterwards? Are you planting the seeds for additional sales during before and after the shoot. This is what you need to be doing. You need to be planting the seeds along the way so that you get to the sales session or your gallery, however you choose to do it, and you don't hear those crickets, those horrible crickets, right? (laughs) So, So I want you to have a look at your process with your sales journey with your client and just look at it from the outside, get someone to walk through it with you. Is it easy for the client or is it uncomfortable? Are you easy with selling or are you feeling icky or uncomfortable about that process? 
put yourself in their shoes. Are you making it easy for them to understand? Do they understand your product suite? Is it is it simply laid out in front of them and not jumbled all over the place and have to go looking for the data and the information? Are you making it easy for them to action an upgrade if they want one? Are you offering them payment plans or terms or, again, are you giving them easy round numbers that they can consume when it comes to that after-sale process? It might feel like they're easy places to have a look at, but it's amazing for me how many people don't have these processes in place, particularly when I'm working with my photographers inside of Breakthrough. Some of them, when I'm teaching them about sales process, they're like, oh my God, I wish that I had discovered this like 10 years ago. And these sorts of steps in your business are just fundamental for you as a business owner, but also for your client to just make it seamless for them to travel through your business and come out with what they want at the other end. The last place I'm going to ask you to have a quick look at is if you are inviting or engaging your past clients. Remember, I've talked a lot in past episodes about becoming part of your client's marketing team. So are you engaging them on that level and in getting them excited about working with you again? Are you regularly in communication with them after they've had experience? Are you communicating with your database or your previous clients on some sort of consistent level, whether it be through social media or through email marketing or something like that? I've talked about this before as well. Are you offering maybe a subscription style? All of these things are really kind of you know, they're not easy steps, but they're steps that you, once you set them in, you set it and you forget it. So they're just systems and processes that you can put into your business that make it easier and more automated for your business to operate. But you know that all of your clients are having a consistent experience when they're coming through with you. And remember at the top of this, what did I say? I want to help you to make it easy for your clients to say yes. Because after all, they've got so much going on in their life, it's up to us. And as much as this might feel like it's a lot of work, there are step-by-step solutions to be able to help you to find the answers to this to make it easy. I myself teach this inside of my program and there are a lot of other resources that you can find online where you can learn how to put these sorts of processes in place because as I said, set it once, forget it, okay? Sometimes you might need to actively tweak it but if you can stick some of this stuff on automation, if you can make sure that your website is functioning, if don't bury your head and you stand about this stuff because you probably are spending a lot of energy getting people to your website, getting them to your sales pages and if they're falling on their feet, if they're not... If they're not converting for you, this is where you need to be looking. And if you got a little bit overwhelmed by what I've discussed today, don't worry. I have put this into a cheat sheet for you so that you can download it, follow the show notes. You can get your hands on the cheat sheet and then you can work through this list and tick it off on your own. And as I said, if you want the complete solution, have a look as well in the show notes at Breakthrough. You might like to consider joining my community where I support business owners, photographers, creatives, just like you to be able to systematize and automate their businesses. So this stuff is happening on auto drive so you can go out and create more with your camera. Thank you so much for listening today. I look forward to sharing with you lots more of the business aspect of personal branding in future episodes. I'll connect with you soon. Okay.